Hey everybody, it's Meryl and John, and we're here to talk about Season 1, Episode 4 of the new Swamp Thing series, uh, Darkness on the Edge of Town. Uh, I guess I should introduce the show, this is Swamp Things I Hate About You, uh, and it's another another mini episode coming for you. Uh, and yeah, uh, as you can tell, I've got a guest with me today. Hi. Yeah, it's John. It is John. You may, well, actually, no, because of how we record this, this will come out before your other episode. Cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk about episode four of the new Swamp Thing series. Uh, this is the first episode you watched. Yeah, I'm kind of the guest where I just come in and have not seen anything yeah. before that. The other show's easier to do that with. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> this one definitely has an overarching plot. Sure, yeah. <clears throat> and it was a little bit hard to read just from seeing this episode. Like, you know, I, I was definitely lost in what the Sutherland was up to and stuff like that. Like, I can get the gist of what his character is. Yeah, because from what I've noticed, it's still, like... Each episode seems to be focused on a specific event that kind of gets wrapped up in the episode while there's still larger overarching plot stuff that goes on episode to episode. Sure, sure, yeah. So, like, um, what was it? Oh, yeah, the last episode, the thing they had to deal with was, like, an, a reanimated rot corpse. Okay. Um, and, yeah, they dealt with that. And that was the big, that was the bad guy in the last episode. So, before we talk about episode stuff and specifically, just one thing with Swamp Thing that I think is kind of weird. Whenever I see stuff with it, is like, is it magic or science? Uh, it's nature. Sure. Okay, so it's science. Not, it, it's neither. It's, it, 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 that's a it, that's a weird. Thing. It, it's He's... closer um, in the comics, at least. It's very weird because it's basically like he is chosen to be a representative of the green. He's a living right, embodiment. The green, and and I so... understand that Swamp Thing is not a superhero for the people. He's a superhero for the green. Superhero for the preservation for nature. of nature yeah. and earth and that kind of stuff. Just like. Animal Man is the is is that the but, me but for the red yeah, yeah 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 so animals and stuff um there's also the gray which is fungus and rot and the silver which is like technology right it just from watching some of the stuff it always seems. Well, at least with the older Swamp Thing show, it was magic. They were voodoo magic. They were like dealing with. Oh, they were de well in the in the other Swamp Thing show. I think it leans more on science. It okay. was it was he was in a chemi he was uh in an explosion and covered in chem biorestorative chemicals and fell into the swamp. Yeah, see, and that's something I do miss out on, having not seen the first couple episodes of this uh, series. Well, this series is based more on the Alan Moore run. Right, right. It, so with that, he just... So in the dies? In the comics, the way that it is, is before Alan Moore takes over, his 
biggest goal is to try to become a man again. Right, try to right, become right, human. right. And I could tell that with this. They're do it's like he doesn't know what he is right now. Yeah. Um but in the comics uh after Alan Moore takes over, he kind of just flips the script. Uh he does it's um it's uh what's the comic issue called? It's called uh, Anatomy Lesson. Where it's Dr. Woodrew, the guy, the doctor we saw in this episode. Um, the creepy one? Yeah. Okay. And uh, he is doing an autopsy on Swamp Thing. Because in an episode previous, he got, like, shot to shit and uh, captured. And he learns that there's... It's just a plant. He is just a plant. He is not a man. He is a plant that absorbed the memories of a man. Um, so that's the big thing with it is it's like Alec Holland is, is dead. dead. Yes. And once he becomes, once he starts to accept that, that it, well, once he starts <clears throat> to accept that, then um, he starts to learn about the full potential of his powers. Sure. Because it's just like before, in the comics, it was just like yeah, he's tough. He can he can heal from from damage and stuff. And that's about it. But once Alan Moore took over, he is just like, no, <clears throat> he's not his body. He is, I think in the comics, it's literally like he is actually like an electromagnetic frequency. Sure. That can, that is just so he can grow multiple bodies. He yeah. can, he can te- basically teleport himself anywhere just by being like, okay, this body's dead and I'm growing a new one somewhere else. Uh, what was my point? No, I was just kind of getting into, like, Swamp Thing with it. Because my association with him being magic a bunch is just because of his kind of tie-in with the Justice League Dark. In my yeah, well, um, Dark. his, it's, be, uh, that's because, uh, Swamp Thing is, the comics, uh, his comic run is what introduced, uh, Constantine. Sure. And so there is, he does have, he does have a lot of tie-ins with weird magic because Alan Moore also was just like, you know, I'm going to take a lot of these old elements from the old DC horror comics and I'm going to work those into here. So there's also weird stuff where Swamp Thing meets up with Cain and Abel from the old Cain and Abel comics. (laughs) Okay. And he runs into like, uh, zombies and vampires and werewolves, just a lot of classic monster stuff cool and so i guess that does kind of blur the lines of yeah 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 that's why i always am kind of like what is going on with this is this what is happening he deals with that kind of brings us into this episode because they treat it they treat what's going on like a infectious disease because of everybody's infectious disease background biology background and stuff like that it's the easiest way for those characters to approach it yeah yeah because abby arcane is a in uh she works for the cdc in this and she's like an infectious disease specialist um but yeah yeah let's start off uh let's start at the beginning um so this episode starts off Pretty close to where the last episode ends, uh, after Avery brained that guy with a, uh, with a golf club, and so now he's out in the swamp, uh, he's dumping the body, he's burning it, and the whole time he's having flashbacks back to when he was a boy with his dad, and his, uh, dad has a gator, 
Uh, and he's like, come on, boy, kill it. You gotta kill it. And Avery just doesn't have the nuts to do it. Uh, so I get, I think, I think Avery's gonna have killed his father. I think that's, that might be what eventually leads up. Because we know his father died in the swamp at some point when he was a boy. Uh, I think it's gonna have made him the ruthless man that he is. He says something about the gator being from the swamp. Come yeah, it's on. got swamp eyes. It's got hey, dead eyes. Swamp eyes, that's what he says. Uh, but then we cut to two guys in uh, a different part of the swamp uh, doing some illegal lumberjacking. Uh, and as one guy starts cutting down uh, a tree, the other guy notices a bunch of debris and stuff falling from it. He notices uh, like a hotel key, a bunch of coins. And then he gets freaked out because he notices just a bunch of teeth. Um, but then he tries to tell the signal guy to stop, but he doesn't hear him because he's working with a loud fucking chainsaw. Uh, and then a branch falls off onto uh, onto the guy, and a fucking mummy falls on him. <laughs> and mummy falls like mouth first onto his arm, and scratches that all up to hell. Um, you know, both lumberjacks flee because they're just like, I'm not, I'm not dealing with this shit. And Swamp Thing then comes up to the corpse and tries to do, does do something to it with with his vines, yeah, but they're he just kind of re- analyze it via vines. But they're just kind of repelled by it. Um, and I think I think then we have the opening credits. So then, uh, the lumberjack guy that got scratched, he is at, he shows up at Delroy's bar, because he's a dishwasher there, and, um, he starts having hallucinations of a snake in the dishwasher, and it wrapped around his arm, and he started biting him, and so, like any reasonable person, he starts to stab his arm with a nearby knife. Dude, this was the most intense scene for me of this episode. Yeah, it's pretty brutal. Yeah, he just starts to stab the shit out of his arm, and when that doesn't get the imaginary snake off, he jams his hand into the garbage disposal and just shreds it to pieces. It made me audibly yell. Yeah, no, it, it's it's hand stuff is brutal. Yeah, it, in. All the effects in this show are really good. Yeah, that's that's the thing I keep talking about is it's a good blend of pract- uh, practical and CG. Absolutely. Uh, Especially th- with Swamp Thing's costume. He looks good. It's like there's a, a couple moments where it's kind of like he's kind of goofy looking. It's like, but just because of the way his mouth is and he doesn't have... He can't do that much expression. Yeah, but it also... But that's also kind of Swamp Thing. It kind of fits with the character where yeah. it's just like, well, would a man be made of plants be super expressive? Exactly, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Same thing with Batman under the cowl, even. You, Batman well, doesn't generally have any expression. Here, here's a thing you'll notice with Batman. Uh, and also kind of a thing you'll notice with, uh, especially the old Swamp Thing. The way the costumes are, uh, for a lot of them, Batman can't turn his neck. Oh, right, right. Bat- whenever like, Batman uh, turns his neck, he's turning his whole body. Especially, like, there are examples of Michael Keaton Batman just doing the big swing with his shoulders. Yeah. 
Or even, um, I think the first Dark Knight, that was a big thing, was was the cowl was Same, just... yeah, with Christian Bale. Once they put that head mobility in. Helps. It helps. Um, but, uh, then he, as he's dying on the floor, he scratches Delroy's arm. And, uh, that's the end of that scene, that brutal scene. Yeah. Uh, so, then we cut over to Abby talking to Swamp Thing. Um, and she asks for a tissue sample, uh, so we super coolly just shoots over a vine, and she snaps a piece off of it. And, um... Uh, he tells her, Be careful coming back. There's danger here. And he's pretty right. Well, I don't know why he didn't tell her about the, the corpse then and there. Because he already knew about it. He knew about it, but he didn't know that that had any significance to her. I guess. And she doesn't really know about anything going on with, uh... The dishwasher kid at that point. Yeah, yeah, no, um, yeah, because it's yeah. After that, uh, she takes she takes the sample to the hospital and she's running some tests on it. And then Woodrow shows up, and, and he, that dude's super creepy. He, uh, it's a thing of he is very smart in the show. He is a very smart man, and he he knows it. And he is an asshole about it. Sure, yeah. Um, but it is also a thing of, it's just like, for the most part, he he does have the, he, he can back it up. He, he, sure, he at right. least It does seem, though, that he is written to be unlikable, and he plays that well. Yeah, he's he's a bad guy. He's right, be a bad sure. guy. You can still have likable bad guys, though. Yeah. Do you recognize that guy? The actor? I think... Felt like I almost did. You've but seen I him in a bunch him. of stuff. He was in. Uh, he was like the head security guy on the freighter in the freighter season of The Lost. Right, that was ages ago, though. And he was he played the Blob in the X Men uh, Wolverine Origins movie. Really? Yeah. That's a lot of makeup and stuff. Though. Yeah, and um, what else? He's been in a lot of stuff. Uh, did you ever watch the show Dark Angel? With Jessica Alba? Uh, when it was airing. Because he was the dog man in season two. Okay. I don't... Yeah, that's a deep, that's a deep cut. It got... That show got more funny in the second season, which was very weird. <laughs> that is weird. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, uh, Woodrow's peeking over her work and he's just like, um, that's wrong. The stuff you put in would be like, it has cells, walls like a plant, but it's round like an animal. So pick one. And she's like, no, what if, what if I told you the stuff I put in was right? And he's like, do you want me to take a look? I'll take a look, I guess. Um, and then he takes a look and he's like, holy shit. This is plant cells that are acting like animal cells. Hey, you're you're not actually like a botanist or anything. You're just a immuno specialist, whatever disease CDC doctor. But I'm a plant doctor, <laughs> so how about you let me run these tests? And she's like, 
Fine. Only if you, only if you keep the the results between us. I, mean, I don't want this getting out to the public. I don't. Want, I know you work for Avery Sunderland, and I don't want you sharing this stuff with him. So Sunderland, what is his? Is he? To me, he seemed like a political figure, like a mayor of the town. No, he's just the wealthy man big, in town. Big business over yeah. there. He owns the corporation that's dumping chemicals into the swamp or something like that. It's a little bit more complicated than that. It, the chemicals he's dumping into the swamp appear to be swamp growth formula because he wants to build more. He wants to have more plants in the swamp to dry up more the water so he can have more access to land and also more access to just different chemicals and other things that are available in the swamp that he can use for money. So he's draining the swamp by overgrowing it. Yeah. Because that's the thing that happens. There's just more plant growth in there. There's just less room for water. And, yeah. Um... Uh, so yeah, since everyone is, so we cut to the hospital, and since everyone's getting better from the green flu, uh, Avery says he's throwing a big crawfish boil, and everyone's invited. Uh, and Maria Sunderland talks with Susie, uh, for a little bit, and they seem to bond. Yeah. Yeah, Susie is a sick girl. What's sure. a sick girl. What's uh with the other lady though, the blonde lady? Um. Okay. So Abby used to live with the Sunderlands when she was a teenager and was best friends with their daughter, but their daughter died when she was like seventeen, maybe because of something Abby did. It hasn't been explained yet, but Maria Sunderland blames Abby for their daughter's death. And Maria Sunderland's been going through some stuff lately where she's been seeing the ghost of her daughter. Okay, I saw that in the previous episode. Yeah. And now she's kind of bonding with Susie to kind of fill that void. Right, sure, sure. Uh, So yeah, after the cops are taking the dishwasher's body out of Delroy's, uh, Abby shows up to talk to Liz. And while they're talking... Delroy starts to have uh, hallucinations. Um, he has a vision of the bar getting robbed and his mother getting killed because that was something that happened to him when he was a kid. Um, and he pulls out a shotgun and tries to shoot the attackers, but he's just shooting at no one because it's it's a hallucination. Uh, but eventually, uh, the sheriff uh, Lucilia Cable. Uh, comes in and subdues and subdues Delroy, uh, but she does get scratched in the process. Um, but Delroy is subdued and just I love I love TV stuff for this uh, because Abby just opens a medical kit and pulls out a sedative, just a full a sedative syringe and just injects it right into his neck. And, I think the idea there of it is they did just have an ambulance there to deal with the dishwasher guy, and that was maybe a medical kit that was left over there, and her being a CDC specialist would be able to identify certain things and what she needed to grab. But the ambulance people had already left. Yeah, yeah. 
No, I, I, I'm stretching, but I'm no, no, to I, no, I, I just, I, I just like the fact that it's just like in TV. If you need a sedative, you can just go into a bag with a red cross on it, and you will probably find one. Hey, man, yeah, that's how, that's how life works. Oh yeah, I've never, I haven't rifled around that many red cross bags. Usually, there's just band aids though. Yeah, aspirin. Never the kind of band aids you need though. How am I supposed to get my mummy costume? Um, bu- 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 so yeah, uh, Abby sedates Delroy. Um, uh, so yeah, then they, I think there's some, I think Marie and Avery have a little talking scene about something. It's not super important. I think they talk about Susie a little bit. Um, but then after that, uh, we're at the hospital where Delroy's waking up and he gives Abby a lead on, um, where the infection is. Uh, she, he points her to the swamp. Lo and behold, it's in the swamp. Um, she finds, uh, the old key and the mummy and she starts poking around the body when swamp thing shows up. Uh, he tells her that it's not safe. Uh, there's darkness there. Uh, then he tries to explain that it isn't a disease. Uh, it's darkness searching for a new host, jumping from person to person. Which sounds like a disease. Everything about it kind of behaves like a smart disease. Uh, parasite. Uh, Abby realizes that it must have transferred by scratch... Uh, it must be transferred by, like, scratch or blood, and Lucilia is probably infected. Uh, before she leaves, Swamp Thing tells her that this thing belongs in the swamp. It belongs in the swamp. Uh, it's the crawfish boil, and everyone's having a good time. Wah! Avery tells Maria that they'll be watching Susie for, for a few days to take pressure off her uncle. And Avery's just been shit-talking this uncle the whole time. It's just like, he's a drunk. Yeah. He knows his way around a beer bottle. Um, well, he's got to paint him in a negative light if he's going to steal the kid's niece. Yeah. Uh, so, Danny and Madame Xanadu meet up at the boil, uh, where he asks if she's seen any more uh, visions about his mission. Uh, she says not really. Her whole powers are kind of weird right now. Um, but that's we... just lazy writing too. Like well, for to... me, like I have not knowing that character at all <laughs> and everything. It's just like, oh, it's cloudy right now. It's like, I guess that's kind of like a fortune teller esque thing. Yeah. But you know, everything is in flux. I cannot well, tell I th- which path is going to be the one. You know that kind of stuff. It's yeah. just like, okay, I get it. It's just. Makes it more suspenseful to have a story without an omniscient character, I guess. Uh, so yeah, we learn in this scene that um, Danny made some deal eight years ago, and he can't leave uh, Murray until he's called upon. And uh, yeah, I think his mission, part of his mission, is supposed to protect Abby, and that's to that's basically yeah, it's basically as much as he knows so far. Um, 
So yeah, Liz did some digging and found out that this infection started in the 30s and spread around town until it just suddenly stopped. Uh, they believe it stopped because uh, the last person to get it realized what was going on and ended up going to the swamp and killing themselves, preventing it from spreading. Um, keeping everyone safe. Until now. Uh, Lucilia shows up at the crawfish boil and has a vision of Matt getting stabbed. Uh, she pulls her gun out and everyone in the crowd starts to panic and Abby tries to calm her down, but that doesn't work. Uh, but Danny ends up tackling the gun out of, uh, Lucilia's hands and in the scuffle, Abby is scratched and now she's infected with the darkness. Um, what happens next? Uh, then she rushes to the swamp, uh, trying to put the thing to rest, but she starts having visions of a tall man with no face. Uh, that is his, I checked the subtitles, that's, uh, what that character is credited as. Tall man with no face? Yeah. yeah it or it might just, just be a, man with no it face. It was a, just a dark figure. He was wearing all black, he had black gloves on and stuff. It made it to where you definitely couldn't really tell details about him um but he starts to choke her and abby's all freaking out uh but we cut to what's really going on in swamp things like holding her embracing her trying to help her yeah and he's like let me take this from you and he like grabs her by the arm and then uh like black veins start to go from her into him and um he starts struggling, like a bunch of vines shoot out like tendrils, like he's uh, like he's panicking or something. Yeah, he's There's... got a bunch of corruption in him, and everything's kind of spazzing out. Uh, he struggles, and then he he does return to the corpse, and he like finally puts it back in, feeds the darkness back into it. Yeah, and that and then um, he has the ground swallow the body, and then he says, "He died to protect the ones he loved. The darkness was never meant to leave him." He took it back, and now this place has taken him. This is cool. It's kind of like a anticlimactic. It almost seems anticlimactic because it's like, oh, you just transferred it back to where it came from. Yeah. But, I mean, that's kind of how curse. And this is why it makes me think it's curses and stuff, you know? It kind of, well, it's Swamp Thing is in that weird blend where it's just like, he can kind of deal with any problem, whether it be magic or science or anything, because it's just like, I'm nature. I'm kind of both of those yeah. things. Um, You're right. Nature is magical. Um, Abby asks how he knows all this stuff. Uh, just with, like, the darkness, how, like, he mentioned before that he, he could tell that the man died in fear. I think the trees are talking to me. Yeah. yeah he thinks the plants and trees are talking to him. Um, so then we cut to Avery, uh, he's suggesting to Maria that they ad- adopt Susie, and, uh, Maria, wanting to fill the child-shaped void in her heart, agrees. <laughs> Um, so in the next scene, we see that Avery's at his dock, handing over a check to Susie's uncle, 
Made out of cash. 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 Cold hard. Cash. Uh, he's, um, uh, Susie's uncle asks, well, it's like, why do you want this kid? And he basically makes the point where it's, um, what's the analogy? The, uh, the analogy he uses is, uh, do you know those ads of, like, starving kids? Do you know why they don't play them on the radio? Because it doesn't get the money because people can't see it. Right, you gotta put it in front of them. Yeah, so basically his whole thing is, it's just like, it's the threat of Susie getting sick again that will get Maria to give him more money to give to Dr. Woodrow. It's kind of complicated. Yeah, well, for me, I'm sure. But if you're watching the series and keeping up with it, I'm sure yeah, those it, beats make sense. It makes sense, but it's still a complicated... Like When I was taking notes on this, I'm like, this is a hard thing to really, like, summarize. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, so Maria, he's doing this, so basically Maria will feel guilty and end up ponying up the cash. So yeah, Swamp Thing is then talking to Abby about what she saw in her visions, and she tells him about the faceless man that she used to see in her dreams as a kid, uh, but they stopped when her mother died. And if I was going to guess who the faceless man is... I would guess it's her uncle Anton Arcane. Okay, I was going. I since I don't know, I was going to say her father Anton Arcane. But if it's not her father, it's her uncle. Then yeah, that makes yeah. sense. But yeah, um, does make me curious about that backstory thread. Yeah, like, I hope they. Why I, did the dream stop when her mother died? Yeah, like that's a weird thing. I um. Usually a traumatizing event would start traumatizing dreams. So I'm worried that we're going to end up with a lot of loose ends. Because, Which sucks. Because this show was originally supposed to be 14 episodes. So they ended up having to take some stuff out. And they're just like, okay, we'll get to this in the next season. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um... And Swamp Thing says these things are happening, uh, like the darkness is coming out because there is, there's just, people are doing stuff to the, doing bad stuff to the swamp. They're, like we're saying, they're dumping chemicals in it, they're dumping biorestorative formula in it, they're, they're fucking with the balance. And, um, and so this, all this bad stuff is happening as a way to, like, the swamp's fighting back, basically. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that was the episode. Um, it ends with Swamp Thing saying, it's just like, oh, there's so many more secrets to learn. And it's just like, oh, that's a disappointing statement. Because there's not. So they said that they canceled this show after the first episode. They canceled this show like three or four days after the first episode came out. Wow. That's... And it's not, it's, uh, mainly from what I read and it may be rumors, um, but it's mainly because, uh, an executive or a couple executives didn't like the tone of the show, didn't like, or, or have a different idea of a different plan for where the DC universe app is going in general. Uh, interesting. And there's, 
some rumors that it's just like they kind of want something more like the CW superhero shows. A little bit more kid-friendly. But none of the original programming they've put out has been that. Teen Titans is the closest thing to that. It's still really dark. Yeah. Uh, Doom Patrol is... Doom Patrol's great. I love the... Um... Is that more comedy? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's very funny. It does seem, though, that Swamp Thing, as a character, is a very difficult superhero to have a show about, just because of the, in, because superhero shows, superheroes are heroes for the people. And Swamp Thing is not that. No. He's a hero for the green. It's also... So, to make it on a more relatable level, you have to then fill a bunch of the space with these actual human characters. Also, just from a production standpoint, Swamp Thing's an incredibly expensive character to have on have screen. Have on screen. Yeah. Which, you know, and it's completely understandable and whatnot. Um... But I I think that's where it does make it kind of a hard show to pull off just because it's unfocused. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it, well, it's the main character of this show is Abby Arcane. All other superhero shows, the superhero is able to have an alter ego. Well, Swamp Thing used to have an alter ego. Well, he didn't used to have an alter ego. He used to wear the same disguise as the Ninja Turtles. So it was a... Trench coat. A trench coat and a fedora. Same thing as the Ninja Turtles and Thing. Yeah. <laughs> but people know who Thing is. Yeah. Um, yeah, and... I don't know. Hopefully they'll start a Zatanna show and cancel that, and a Dead Man show and cancel that, and then they can hook up all Constantine and Swamp Thing and Dead Man and give me a Justice League Dark series. Uh, like that's it's so hard to pitch that. It's just like DC Legends meets Justice League Dark. Well, I don't know if you want. You didn't watch the last season of Legends, did you? I did not. Constantine's no. on the group on the team. Uh, just the entire season? Uh, so far. I haven't finished it yet, but... I so should far, watch yeah. that then, because I, I really do like, uh, Matt Ryan, I believe, is the actor yeah. for that. He's, uh, he's a really good Constantine, and I like Constantine as a character, so... Uh, but yeah, so this episode, I would probably give it a... Seven and a half, um, mummies. Out of ten mummies. Oh, honestly, I, I'd i go six snake hallucinations out of ten. Okay. Just because it was entertaining enough to watch the whole time. It didn't... How long was it? I was like 45 minutes. Somewhere I, I was thinking it felt like 45 minutes, so it didn't feel like it was overdrawn. It didn't feel like... It, but it didn't necessarily fly by either. It used its time well. Um, That snake hallucination sh- scene... Like, the reaction I got out of that was worth the time spent you, watching you, it. <laughs> you, like, audibly gasped. Yeah, yeah, that, I, 
the slut like i said well the slashing of the arm was completely one thing once he stabbed through it i was kind of like okay this is getting really intense and then that once that disposal went on well once the disposal went on you looked away (laughs) yeah dude i was like nah but then you looked back right as he took his hand out and his hand was just mangled mangled. (laughs) all right uh but yeah yeah um i don't know i think i think that's gonna about do it i don't know if i have any other final thoughts let me see if i have any notes i didn't cover uh, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, still a fucking bummer the show got canceled. It is yeah, it is definitely unfortunate. Be it uh, when they cancel something so early in a series, you know, you get the first episode and you're just gonna cancel it, and it, it hasn't sets... had time to establish any kind of anything, and now you know. That any kind of stuff that they do set up that doesn't get any sort of payoff is just left on. There's, um, there was like three days after it was announced the show was canceled. I got an email, uh, from DC Universe that's just like, one more Swamp Thing? It's just like, (laughs) like, it it was just advertising that the new episode was available. It's like, yes. It's just like, I do. Jerks. This is so mean. You guys are mean. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's gonna do it. Uh, so yeah, I'm Meryl. I'm John. And until next time, we'll uh, see you in the swamp. Bye. Swamp Things I Hate About You is now available on Apple Podcasts. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And remember, only dumb kids dream.